like this is nice anyway. I wanted to catch up with you. This so. is our catch up on this record. Is our catch up. Yeah, while working on something productive, <laughs> which is kind of our thing. It's very <laughs> us. The last time we spoke, you encouraged me to start Bayesians, and now it's been nearly a year. So that's it was quite productive. Oh, we were. Oh my god. <laughs> We barely see each other, but we're always like in harmony. Somehow. Yes, uh, it's, you're a, it's just amazing. And this Funny. is you're so inspirational. And you too. I love this energy. Welcome Thank you. to the Flip the Switch podcast, which is dedicated to championing the multi-talented and the multi-hyphenate people of this Yay. world. <laughs> I'm your host, Shana G, and I'm here with the amazing Nicole, who is a freehand embroidery artist by day and is the co-founder of Bayesians FC by Night, which is a safe space for women, trans, and non-binary Asian players to play football. Now, there is a lot to unpack here, mm-hmm. and this is why I'm so excited to talk to you. You're a disruptor, like, very, very clearly in everything that you do in your bio. Thank you. And I guess I want to talk to you about that moment when you broke out of the mould of that kind of rat race mm-hmm. and just went for it. Yeah, I think um, very early on in my career, I started to go freelance because I had no liabilities and I thought, why not? And naturally, I'm just someone who thrives off of just diving into something and then working it out while I'm doing it. So basically, my whole life is kind of trial and error. So that's the foundation of my career. Um, I think going back to the early, early stages, like when I got into embroidery, um from a personal level like it was a way to connect with my grandma but Mm. the way that I kind of got out of the box of like okay I thought this was I thought embroidery had to be only in like a fashion context or like it could be nothing else was seeing other artists like practice it in different ways um so naturally like looking at that was really inspirational Mm -hmm. and allowed me to like implement that disruptive attitude and that positive disruption into all uh aspects of my life so that's pretty much the start of it and where it's um where it's ended is like a continuous end because I feel like as a freelancer Mm -hmm. you're constantly going through trial and error so that's already disrupting like the normality of life Mm -hmm. a hundred percent it's like it's never the same it's so true because like you like you said about like you are building the runway you're like you're building a plane and you're like, you're in this plane, you're building this runway as you're going and you've no idea what's going to happen. Is yeah. it going to take off? Yeah. Is it, it might, it might not. And like, that's why like we have to be proud of our failures. Like I've had quite a few businesses now that have failed. Yeah, and I'm like, you, you know what? <laughs> it hasn't worked out and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Actually, you were the one who said rejection is redirection. So oh, yeah, that's yeah. something that is quite um, fitting into like what we both do. Mm. Um, even with like the failures that we go through or, you know, the successes as well. Like there's always been something that like redirects you into something that's unknown, but also positive in some mm. new way. And yeah. then so I guess like you started with graphic design. Yeah. Was, like, your, so... was that like your trade in a way like you where you yeah. um you learn at university and everything was um, that your yes yeah. and no I kind of like fell into it through um all my work experiences so I studied creative direction for fashion mm-hmm. which is more like branding and like um creative strategy what it's known now as that um at the time there weren't really as many like roles like that in the industry but like it's quite formed now Mm -hmm. so yeah that's what I studied um in my work experiences I always was like 
doing something to do with like content creation or graphic design. So naturally that evolved into like my career in the early stages of it. And when I first went freelance to try and pursue my art, I was still balancing a lot of um, design and creative roles. So working as a graphic designer at creative agencies um, whilst trying to pick up um, my embroidery art business. So yes, it's fed into like the beginning part and it still is really useful to this day, but I would say that was the start, yeah. So I wanna talk about as well, the inspiration. Yeah. And you talked a little bit about your grandma. And I remember the first time I ever spoke to you, I think this was a couple of years ago, maybe lockdown time. Yeah. And you, was... t- you were telling me, I think you were showing me some stuff. And it's a very important part of actually what, what peaked that. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess from, from there to now, how have you created your own, I guess, signature style then within uh, embroidery as an artist? Because you've taken something that you saw and, and someone that you love yeah. do mm-hmm. to then to bringing it into your own kind of way into the world? Yeah, I think it fits into what we were talking about with like failures because um, actually when I practiced, how I started was learning English smocking from my grandma for a project at school, like documenting a new skill that we learned throughout summer and I just wanted to spend more time with her, but I was really bad at it and I just was not a very technical person despite how hard I tried, but I still loved like elements of like the tactile the texture of um, embroidery so I wanted to continue it in my way Um, and then eventually like at school there wasn't really many opportunities to do like fashion or anything like that so I guess the closest thing to apply that technique to was like fine art Um, Mm -hmm. so through through research and like eavesdropping I heard about this artist called Maurizio Anzuri who um, embroidered on top of vintage photography and he had no like personal connection to them and they were all found imagery so that gave me the idea to start my practice and like from there kind of develop it in my own way treating um, magazines like sketchbooks because after I graduated after high school and during university I was interning a lot and working a lot assisting a lot of people in magazines um, in the fashion industry and there were lots of print zines lying about so I use that as an opportunity to like treat it like my sketchbook and sort of treat embroidery like an illustrative technique Mm -hmm. sort of like doodling on top of like a math book or sketchbook um, sorry not a sketchbook just any sort of any medium medium Mm -hmm. um, treating it like that helped me develop what I do now and um it was really therapeutic as well and really mm. freeing. So it's always been quite personal to me, but now applying it into a more commercial context, there's mm. always still, what I love is I can still be myself, but then it is still a job at the end of the day and my career. And um, yeah, just continue to build my studio, build my brand and um, my business overall. So that's the short summary of my story with well, that, that that's Nicole, right? That's it's very me. That's, yeah, <laughs> it that's is the part one of, of who you are, right? Yeah, and I guess like you've you've really created a signature style. There's no kind of denying that. Yeah. Like we can see it over here. Oh, yeah, my custom <laughs> jersey. Who's watching, like, it is is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. It's been amazing as well to see so many different ways that you can bring mm-hmm. in, like from a trainer yeah. to a like yeah to a, a football a football show yeah, right yeah. To, a, to a magazine yeah which is beautiful have you ever experienced I guess 
going you're going against the grain uh, or is it not going against the grain in 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 the design world have you ever felt kind of barriers or anything as you've kind of gone along that journey definitely I think it's quite niche what I do which Mm. is good and bad I always say I think for me I try to see everything as a positive like opportunity in a sense that my work is very collaborative which is why I think you've seen I've worked with so many different people across um different industries from music to fashion to sport. Um, And what I love about it is being able to connect with other people through my medium. So every single opportunity I get, I always think like, how can I insert myself, but also like collaborate with someone so that we're both like winning. Um, So I think that's been my mentality throughout my entire career, which is why it's like bounced from like, it can sometimes be seen as a negative thing when you do too much and then not one of the same thing consistently. But then I just feel like it's always fun and always like a learning experience in a great way and a good way to develop genuine connections and relationships in the industry and um, build on learning the limits or the lack of limits of what I can and can't do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's always been a learning process for me. Nothing's been linear. So I really appreciate like the journey so far. Yeah. Um, it's been really good though. I I have I have learned a lot from like all these experiences in a sense that how to work with people, um, what works, what doesn't, in terms of what's a good partnership and what how to trust my gut a lot more and set those boundaries as well. Um, do you mean like values as well like if, yeah. if someone got the same aligned values you? it's so yeah. important when you're like in a way this yeah. is your brand this is you exactly and you're being quite vulnerable yeah and that can sense. be a challenge sometimes because obviously we all need to survive when mm. we're working and um, a job is a job but I also need to think about like my business in the long term like what um, who kind of has aligned values and like who I want to like work with for the long term Um, and it's not easy like cutting things out or saying I find it hard to say no to things because I am freelance and I'm sure you've experienced the same thing that's something that sometimes is a barrier as a freelancer because you can't afford to say no sometimes Mm -hmm. Um, but that's why I say in the very beginning like I use everything as an opportunity to see how can we collaborate what can I how can we both be the best selves in this sort of unexpected um role or job or project um and so I try to implement that but it doesn't always work all the time so I mean at the end of the day it's a learning experience but um yeah it's not always easy it's like no matter what happens like I I was listening to a podcast actually and someone said you either learn or you earn in every opportunity it's it's so true because some of them are so such good money and you're like this is great and then other times it's the opportunity Mm -hmm. you're like do it for a portfolio yeah and then you're like wow like I did that I might not made much it might have even been a free thing yeah but then you're like you know what it was so worth it. Exactly. And everything, I mean, you gain something out of every experience, mm. whether it's positive or something yeah, that's unexpected. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just try to see it in a way to like learn and like educate myself because mm. I don't know everything. Like no one even does. I'm still figuring it out four years on. 
Oh, four yeah. years now. Four years freelance, yeah. Amazing. Four long years. <laughs> four long years. <laughs> Up and like down. Age, age 10 years. Yeah, I yeah, I can't believe it. Two years. <laughs> I can't believe it, honestly. But um, yeah, it's always trial and error. And like, uh, that's been the way I started this. That's been the way I've learned so far. Yeah. And um, I think I can take what I know and like try and be better. But yeah. it's always going to be like this. It's um, always a roller coaster, a yeah. Roller coaster, and, yeah. And yeah, actually embracing that and just enjoying the loop de loops and all of that, that roller coaster. Yeah. Because it is, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. And I guess you touched a little bit on um our next part, which you said cool. the words form. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. we're gonna talk about and we're gonna flip that switch and we're gonna move over to the second side of your life. nice to talk about in isolation but yeah. we know that like you're not two different parts you're you're one person and we're going to talk about you co-founding Bayesian FC yeah and being an incredible like creating this incredible safe space thank you a safe space that I've played in as well and I am going to that's my uh, uh new year's <laughs> resolution halfway through the year see you back <laughs> <laughs> come and play football come back yeah because what you've done is absolutely incredible and in in just a short space of time as well to see you actually take because you were absolutely smashing it in this side of your life then being yeah. the artist mm-hmm. to then add another part to your play yeah has been amazing and we are going to talk about that how you balance for sure because I think that's really important but like just tell me where where it came from I guess the uh I, like sport in general and football and yeah. what does that mean to you so it came from a really young age I've always been interested in sports I played football when I was eight years old because my dad wanted one of my sisters to play football. He loved it. Um, and so, yeah, I joined a mixed gender, um, like boys and girls football team um, and school. And then just immediately loved, uh, I was pretty good at it. Like I didn't know what I was doing half the time, but I just loved being on the pitch and naturally like channeling a lot of aggression that I didn't know that I had but in a positive way that was really really good for me um and I just love running around and being outdoors so that is the root of how I started football and then throughout um my primary and secondary school I played football and then played for my local district one summer um and then I stopped when I moved to London 10 years ago Mm -hmm. um because I wanted to focus more on my growing my fashion career and having more industry experience and I thought things had to be boxed into separate categories like if I really love football I can like take time maybe later on I Mm -hmm. saw it as a hobby I didn't see it as like a career because I honestly didn't really see anyone like me that was pursuing it unless they were super super excellent and Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was at that level or didn't have the tools to really or the time to really fulfill that level of like football um, playing that I could so I just treated it recreationally Um, but in university I found this zine called Season Zine which is run by my friend Felicia Pennant Um, and it was the first place that I saw combining what I loved like fashion and football and talking to women about their experiences, um, blending their practices and also just being a football fan. Mm. And it kind of got me back into football in an interest point of view from a fan perspective. So like the fashion element of it tied me back into like uh, 
loving the sport again. Um, Like I started as a player and then uh, leaving Hong Kong to move to London, focused on fashion and then found like sport again through fashion. And then um, a few years later, I joined a football team in East London that I found through a mutual friend Mm -hmm. on social media and had been itching to play. Um, And then um, fast forward to a few more years later, like, um, yeah, just started Bayesians FC with Sammy and Sarah, two of my good friends. And for me, sport means so many different things, but it started as more of a athletic, um, therapeutic, kind of like just an outlet to channel uh, the physical kind of like nature of um, sport, just like being active. And then it turned into more of a creative um, interest in terms of like blending the two worlds that I would love together. And then now it's become something that is my community and something that I really rely on weekly. Mm -hmm. So it's been many things to me but those are the key ones I really love that because it's like getting out into nature it's fitness it's community it's connection and it's like you've created this safe space that is so beautiful yeah and like you don't even in a way realize that you're playing football because all the other things that come out of it is so, so beautiful yeah and then I guess like a lot what I found is especially with Bayesians FC is a lot of people were like Oh, I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to play football, but I've just never had the chance. Definitely. Never found the right community. Yeah. And I feel like it's given so many people that community, that answer that they've always wanted. Because you get in that London bubble, don't you? You're just yeah. working and you don't think about, actually, there's this thing that I can do. I can meet people. I can uh, be part of and reconnect with my culture in a way. Yeah. And to blend all those things together is just absolutely amazing. It's amazing. I wish I had it when I first moved here. Like... Mm. But it was so natural the way that we started it because Bayesians already existed as an Asian art collective. And I personally found it in the pandemic, like found it through social media, um, through I think I saw mutual friends following it and then loved the way that they supported artists, giving them grants, um, sharing their work and like having that space for Asian voices. And then like, yeah, years later, like, bumping into Sammy and Sarah, meeting them at a mutual friend's birthday party and like Mm. talking about the desire to meet and like show like the Asian community in sport, particularly football and like my personal experiences feeling like left out Mm. um, as an East Asian woman, like um, just the yearn for community really kickstarted the action to starting Bayesians FC. So um yeah, it was all really naturally grown. And like, it's just been amazing to see, like, to think about the growth and to talk about it with you because it's truly been so quick, but also I've felt this for so long, but didn't know how to express it. And finally, it's like turned into what you've just explained, like something where people can feel safe enough to play and like meet other people and explore and embrace their culture a lot more. Mm-hmm. Maybe something where other environments don't necessarily give the space for them to do so, including myself um, on a personal level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like unapologetic in a way. Yeah. It's just disrupting it by 
creating our own space and not following what other people have set before us, but just doing it on our own terms. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I am so grateful for you to, for creating that. And you encouraged that. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it doesn't feel like that because it feels like you are just honestly killing it again and again and again. And Thanks. I guess that's where my question lies in a way is how do you juggle the two now? Um, because you had in a way so much to do with the embroidery artist like brand that Mm. you were building itself Mm -hmm. and then to then add this second part of your life which is all parts of your life but um, do you have any tips as well how you do that how do you navigate it sometimes I find um, a really good way to like compartmentalize things and have like a day per thing just then you're in that mindset. But is there anything that you found has really helped in any, I guess, struggles um, throughout the journey of navigating and growing? Definitely. I think um, with my personal work, it's mostly me, pretty much only me dealing with the daily um, things of freelance, mm-hmm. admin, accounting, um, life in general. But with Bayesians FC, what I've learned lately is the um, skill of delegation and trusting other people to really take it as their own um, project. The great thing about it is we don't pressure people into like helping us out. People want to help out and like it's been super helpful to and super like useful and great for me to like split my time between it so easily because so many people want to help. Mm -hmm. It is a football team after all and now Mm -hmm. we've got like an organization committee whereas before it was just the three of us like trying to figure things out now I think we have about 10 to 15 people helping out so I don't really I feel like delegating the trust to other people and like assigning roles has been super useful in helping me balance my actual like job with um Bayesians FC but having said that um the two worlds have blended as well which is really really cool some of my projects have allowed me to bring on Bayesians FC um, in terms of telling their story or like creatively you know customizing football jerseys or things that have to do with football so being able to blend those worlds have allowed me to be more productive with my Mm. day-to-day life so I really encourage I think especially if you're an artist like I really encourage incorporating everyone's different but your personal interests into Mm. what you do and like using that as inspiration um for your own creative practice and that's really helped me like be able to do both at the same time yeah Um, and that's just the nature of my work and like my um my practice is pretty much who I am Mm. and it's a really important part of me like football now is a huge part of my life so I've been able to take it as inspiration and that has mutually benefited like both the community and like my own practice as well so Also within Bayesians, like being able to ask for help and post opportunities as you're part of the WhatsApp group. That has been something that has helped me like, I guess, separate my work and um, the community because it's like giving opportunities to other people and just like being able to offload that rather than like take on too much. And yeah, just delegate the responsibilities to the organization team. So I I have them to thank. I think that's what you're great at though, is giving opportunities to others. I think that's a beautiful thing to pass it down and celebrate all the others in the communities because sometimes there are communities that are more taking and Mm. it's like the the top of the chain and the bottom. I've seen that happen and like that's, 
like with other communities that I've been part of and that's not what I want like of course it's important to build yourself up and like grow and obviously financially benefit yourself but I feel like yeah it is a, a community at the end of the day is like a safety net for so many people it's not just like it's about making everyone win so um that's how I see it it's very genuine and you can you can genuinely see that across it so so one thing I did want to talk about was the blending yeah and how like amazing is to hear you say when the two worlds collide does that happen often like is there any highlight that you can share when that that did the two worlds were brought together and it does feel like you do kind of light up when you talk about it yeah it's so natural as well which is amazing yeah it's really really great like um I think something coming up that I um, have blended the worlds together is I'm doing a customization project. And that's something that I pitched for this particular project. Um, And I was able, I'm able to speak about my experiences in the sport and growing up, like what you asked me, what sport means to me, but what football means to me, but also talking about like the community that I formed with Bayesians FC within the project uh that has been a way to like blend those worlds together and yeah my personal interest in football as a whole it was really fitting and I'm really glad that the pitch got accepted so um yeah excited to see that come out but it is one of the examples of how I've like mixed the two together yeah um and then uh something else that is a blend of those worlds is that Bayesians, the art collective has got an upcoming documentary coming out Mm -hmm. and we've been able to get the core team at the football club involved in like speaking about their individual stories and like why they joined and for me it was just great to like learn about what everyone's uh, personal journeys in the sport has been and also produce something that is a creative outcome that Mm -hmm. Sammy has worked so hard on. Oh, I'm um, so excited to see but it. Really excited to see it. And then we've got a potential Bayesians FC specific documentary coming out that will be hopefully directed by my friend Lou, mm-hmm. Lu Xiaowei, who's an amazing director, who's always been supportive of our um, football club and has done work within the field as well and beyond. Um, she recently directed a film uh, for FIFA about mm-hmm. uh, Ramadan. Mm-hmm capturing authentic like stories and like the experience so I'm really really excited to get that going and like supporting the community outside of Bayesians FC but supporting other Asian artists Mm. and getting them involved and like bringing them hopefully into like the football club because I just want everyone to play just like um how I asked you to play yeah no definitely (laughs) it's so nice that now you're taking individual stories and turning that into uh, a creative outlet in a way that everyone can celebrate and yeah. see themselves and I guess it's so important that people can be seen that are part of Definitely. this community and collective and it isn't just that I see it's a bit of a movement in a way yeah you are disrupting and paving the way so that this carries on and continues. exactly I hope that it continues for a long time like um whether or not the younger players want to take over it mm. or when people leave like there'll always be people coming back to it I just want this to to last and be a legacy and you know it's not just like it uh, it's not just about image it's about like um just authentic friendships and like that is the fundamental like foundation of how 
this whole football club started mm -hmm. and now you'll see i'm sure you've seen in the whatsapp group like people have developed all these close friendships mm -hmm. already so it's really great and really um makes me smile makes yeah. me really happy because like you were one of the people that helped facilitate that right and yeah you built this which is just amazing Definitely. it's so nice when you see people getting on and actually doing it and in a way like it's running itself yeah it's nice. running itself that's so true yeah. um and I couldn't have done this without Sarah and Sammy with me yeah they pretty much are the ones who have been the most supportive and mm -hmm. like you know despite the fact that we're not all together all the time like we have our own whatsapp group where we talk about issues we're facing or like things that we find um we want to achieve or overcome mm. and it's really like comforting to have that like friendship so strong yeah um so i i really have them to thank as well oh that's so nice that is so nice but then i guess with that then like it you touched on challenges and there yeah. are challenges this isn't an easy thing and we don't want to glamorize this at all because totally. being a multi-hyphenate there's a lot going on as you know yeah uh, yeah like like ha like trying to achieve all your goals at once it yeah. is hard and I guess do you have any tips for someone that is say pursuing two different things they might have a side hustle they might be just be like testing something out in their in their kind of the pm side of their life mm -hmm. like yeah is there anything that you found really helpful for that yeah I think like definitely test things out if you can like get feedback. Early on in my career, um, I brought my magazine sketchbooks to literally any interview or any networking or like any event, yeah. honestly, just to get feedback because it's such a physical product. And seeing the embroidery in person, like just talking about that side first, like seeing that in person really changes people's perspectives. And like, it was interesting to see how people reacted to it. And that's mm what motivated me to start doing what I do as in like posting about it like sharing it because oftentimes we can get quite shy about it right yeah, for sure. um and it can be like sometimes I feel like oh am I being too much mm -hmm. like when I'm posting a lot of my work but then I think about it as like you know for me it's my portfolio it's just a way to get things out there and like I'm not gonna lie have it not, had it not been Instagram or like people looking to that for artists, I mm. think I wouldn't have been able to achieve what I have achieved so far in terms of like that side of my career. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so opportunities I have, came from social media. From that, but also like my personal connections, but social media as my portfolio has really helped me kind of like gain the trust of like, okay, this person's legit. Like, let me look into them. And then following up on those relationships mm. is really important. And something that I've learned over the years is to like just take initiative and like, yeah, follow up on those like relationships in a genuine way. And like, yeah, just see how you can work together. So I'd mm. say get feedback early on, okay. test things out and talk to people about it. If you're unsure about an idea, that's really, really useful. Mm. Most of my good ideas come from just conversation uh, Bayesians FC started from a conversation as yeah, well yeah. so that wouldn't have occurred had it not been that chat yeah. and people who really care about my opinions and vice versa so be in a be in a space where you feel like you can I don't know chat about it mm. or like you feel comfortable enough to really 
just talk it out like just like be vulnerable yeah, yeah. you are sharing something like it, it could just live in your head forever couldn't exactly. it exactly exactly <laughs> and it would have it would have lived in my head if I didn't speak about it mm. because I was feeling so at the time I was like playing football in another league and another team and it was great and I mm. met so many great people and I love that team but I was feeling quite lonely in a sense that you know I just didn't feel heard about expressing who I am my heritage and the struggles of like in the pandemic going through the stop Asian hate movement was really difficult mm. so yeah it was good to be able to be vulnerable and talk to Sammy and Sarah who are friends but also women of other Asian heritage yeah. um be able to like understand what I'm going through mm. so yeah it would have lived in my head if I didn't yeah because then I guess they even though they come from different Asian different parts of Asia yeah it's actually you all have this like thing in common don't you and you'll, yeah. you'll get it yeah in a exactly. way that sometimes your other friends wouldn't necessarily completely get and yeah it's that just like you click in a yeah. way just like the empathy as well mm. to have that is something that I lacked in the space I was in in my previous team in football is just like makes such a big difference which is why I think our values for Bayesians FC or in general as people it's respect and kindness yeah. um so to have uh empathy is really really important yeah and they gave me the space to feel that yeah it's beautiful it's like in in a way like this, these challenges and all these difficult things that happen to us they do affect us and you do need someone to talk to so with well-being and like looking after yourself because you are doing a lot and yeah. sometimes we do have to like work a lot yeah, and it doesn't yeah, necessarily do. mean that like sometimes you are just in it and you you kind of want to mm-hmm. and you just go for it we have to manage the juggling yeah. you know, of all those different things yeah are there any are there any like tips tricks that you've got that you use and you implement on a maybe daily basis or a weekly whatever it is to just look after yourself like we want to make sure that we have no burnouts here and we yeah when you're doing something you love it is so easy to just get stuck into it definitely well I have like my weekends are for two things football and mahjong Mm -hmm. and those are two outlets that I feel like I can actually relax so having the time now to be able to do that I'm like I always like make space for it. Um, So those are like my ways of channeling wellness, I guess, and just doing things for me that aren't anything to do with work. Although Bayesians FC is now part of like who I am, like playing football is still an element of like my way of being, my way of well-being, I guess. Having just one hour of my day for like football and just Mm. to like, be off the phones and like meet other um, people in the Asian community because through Bayesians that's like how we connect um, has been really a part of my well-being routine. Um, It's technically work but then like you're out in the field like yeah yeah, you're You're there just to like play yeah and also not to like hurt people or like be super competitive but like actually just enjoy that time and like meet other people whilst slightly challenging your fitness which Mm. I like the balance of that and with mahjong it's like the same thing except I'm like challenging my like mind Mm -hmm. because it's such a mental game and it's also a game of luck but then it's like it's part of my I guess culture as well because I'm from Hong Kong like Mm. I actually didn't grow up 
knowing anyone who played it. Um, and only recently did I start and I like go every week and it's it's oh, really wow. fun. It hasn't it's had a negative connotation because it's got strong associations with gambling in my family growing up. Um, but having reclaimed that and like playing it as just a game without like money or any of those attachments to it and just about like community and friendship has been like such a good part of like well-being I guess mm. because um yeah I'm off my phones during that time it starts from like 10 a.m till 12 so it starts my day and it's um it's usually really great yeah, yeah I've not had a bad experience I've been playing it consistently for a year now wow so it's fun so it is all about in a way it's just getting away from the desk it's yeah like the it's getting away is, from a desk yeah, doing that going out trying challenging yourself yeah. in one form whether it's mentally physically yeah and that and that is what we all need to do and, and learn from we need to learn from you exactly to do that exactly I think like <laughs> early on in my career I did not do that which mm. is why and I couldn't really I couldn't really afford to do that because I was doing a full-time job and like freelancing and I was really mm. I didn't really know anybody I didn't have many friends like I didn't know that many people but um so it really burnt me out just diving into work only so mm. yeah I really encourage carving a space out even if it's like 15 minutes of your day just to breathe or like sleep or nap or doing something <laughs> that's not like anything to do with freelancing or work um I really encourage doing that and it's like coming out of the pandemic I think more people are into going out and like enjoying the outdoors um and for me it's really helped anyway I'm just a naturally very active person so I like mm. doing things um so that's been a part of my well-being routine and I also do therapy every every other week now mm. it's something I only started last year um and it really helped me a lot because I was able to talk about things that I couldn't really talk about to someone who's quite unbiased um so that's something that I recently have actively done mm -hmm. and I actively like prioritize that yeah um because I'm in a stage where I can do that now yeah so, yeah I think that's it's amazing to do that and I feel like the, the journey for me was similar just you've just got to go for it and like it's the little challenges it sounds yeah. like you just challenge yourself over time in so many different ways and that's made you a better person. You're, exactly. And then you actually can take on more. Yeah, and more it's a small steps. More, yeah, which is which is amazing. And that and that is why I brought you here today is to really showcase that, be proud of that, celebrate. Yeah. The how far you've come and how like the trajectory is only gonna you know it's only gonna grow. Yeah. And I cannot wait to see. Thank you. I hope so. What more happens in the future? Um, I hope so. <laughs> so. Thank you. Thank you so much. Today. Thank you for having me. That's okay.